Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Stand up for your country. A lot to tell you about today. It's not, you know, an overwhelming news day, but there's some very important things that you should know. Um, President Biden traveled to Kansas City, Missouri. There's Kansas City, Missouri, and then there's Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, um, the Missouri is obviously the bigger city. So he goes there and he's telling everybody, okay, we have all this money to spend on infrastructure, and here's what we're going to do for Kansas City. All right, I don't have any beef on that. Okay, um, that's what presidents do. We all know why he's taking the time out to go there, because his poll numbers are just evaporating everywhere. He's got to, you've got to show the American people that you're vibrant, engaged. And that's why these trips are on the board, and they're easy. Gets in Air Force One, he goes, you know, flies two or three hours, has some hors d'oeuvres, and, you know, takes a nap. And then there he is, and he reads off the teleprompter, he's back on Air Force One. You know, when I took that trip on Air Force One a few years ago, it's an amazing machine, that plane. I mean, I could just fly around on that plane, you know, for weeks, and it's just because that much fun. All right, um, build back better. That's the next bill. So remember, infrastructure is a trillion, a little bit more. Now, Build Back Better uh, is supposed to be $2 trillion. That's not going to happen. So Biden, um, I think, knows, if he knows what date it is, that there's only two more days before the Senate takes off for Christmas. And believe me, Senate's going to take off for Christmas. So um, Schumer... The Senate Majority Leader, he goes, no, no, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. No, you're not. You're not going to get it. Because Manchin and Cinema and maybe a couple of others, not ready to vote for this kind of a build back better boondoggle. Just to refresh your memory, and if you watch me every night, you know, but if you don't, <clears throat> all this is, is $2 trillion. It's massive giveaways. Giving away tax money. Climate change here, family leave there, babysitting here, you name it. Now, within the bill um, used to be amnesty for illegal aliens. This is a fascinating story. There is a Senate parliamentarian. Did you know that? She is in charge of making sure that every bill that's voted on is legal. That's the Senate parliamentarian. All right. Her name is Elizabeth McDougal, McDonough. She's uh, Scottish. McDonough. Elizabeth McDonough. So when the Democrats put amnesty for illegal aliens in the Build Back Better bill, and they have other stuff like this, but not that egregious, the parliamentarian says, no, you can't do that. You have to vote on amnesty for illegal aliens separately. Can't load or sneak that into another finance bill. So she knocked it out. All right. She's doing her job. Well, Alexandria Cortez didn't like that at all. Here's what she said. We will not surrender our power to an unelected parliamentarian. We need to use our power to help the people. And so the Senate, our demand is for the Senate to override the parliamentarian. 
include a full path to citizenship. Yay! 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 Of course, it's never going to happen in a million years. But all uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez wants to do is get attention among her constituency, which is primarily foreign-born. Um, that's all. It's a, nobody's going to listen to her. See, that's what people don't understand. They think that Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez has power. She has no power. Zero. The only person she frightens is Chuck Schumer, because she might run against Schumer for the Senate in New York. Now, Schumer not very well liked here. Powerful, been around forever, but do they like Chucky? No. I don't think Cortez could beat him in a primary, Democratic primary, because Schumer will have all kind of money and, you know, the machine. But she could mobilize, you know, millions of people to vote for her on the left and foreign people. <clears throat> you know, when I say foreign people, I mean foreign-born people. They have the right to vote in the United States now. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this is not going to happen. Now, will it get passed eventually? I think maybe some part of it would, maybe one, two. So remember, it started at three, five trillion, or even above four in some estimates. It's down at two. They'll whittle it down to maybe one, two. You know, we're talking a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. So this is money, but to the federal government, it's not. It's monopoly money. All right. So Joe Biden, he has no control over any of this. All right. He just he's totally befuddled. No one's listening to him. Um, Schumer is going to try to get it, but I think he's going to fail. Now, this is another good story nobody's going to tell you about. So there's a woman named Saul Lee Amarova. There she is. I, I introduced you to her a few weeks ago. She was nominated by Biden to lead the office of the comptroller of the currency. Nobody even knows what that is. I didn't even know what it was. I got to be honest with you. I said, what? What is that? Her basic job is to oversee 1,200 banks that do business with the federal government. They lend money, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. She oversees that. All right. So now she is a far left individual. She was born in Kazakhstan. She went to Moscow State University. And we're not talking Moscow, Idaho. We're talking Moscow, Moscow. And then she came to USA and she did very well academically. But she is way, way out there, okay, and wants the government to control these banks. See, that's what communism and socialism is. The federal government would tell the banks what to do. Instead of the banks having the final say, even though they're doing business with the feds, all right? No, she don't want that. So she's out. She quit. There wasn't a, there were like 10 Democratic senators going, we're not going to put this woman in charge of the banks. So they could never get it passed. But why would Biden think he could? To, to nominate a radical left person, put a picture up there again, all right? A radical left person. The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said, don't do it. Yellen said, don't do it. He did it anyway. Now, I asked my staff to um, 
root around and, and find, the only thing we could find is the Wall Street Journal. That's okay, that's enough. We know what she looks like now. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says one theory for the bizarre nomination is that Biden is trying to appease progressives because he plans to reappoint Jerome Powell as Fed chairman. Okay, I mean, all right, I mean, they're playing political games, but Biden had to know this is never going to happen. Now, when I say had to know, I'm saying that in a, a sense that if you were a president who was paying attention, if you knew what was happening on a day-to-day basis, had to know it's never going to get through to Senate. Now, Biden isn't that. He doesn't know what's happening day-to-day. He does what he's told. Mr. President, we have uh, Vladimir Putin on the line on a conference call uh, this morning. And we're going to talk to him about Ukraine and where he's got 175,000 troops on the border. Okay. And then they sit and they do it. Now, is Biden thinking about, well, you know, what the strategy may be and, you know, what, what, how I'm going to present it? <clears throat> I don't think so. I could be wrong. I'm not there. But I don't think so. All right, let's go over to COVID. I have to say, I, I get a lot of mail. And we have mail coming in on radio, on TV, uh, and then from concierge members on BillOReilly.com who have direct access to me. So they can email me and ask questions or advice or, or anything, and I'll try to help them out. I get some really, really fanatical anti-vaxxers who are concierge members. I mean, they are so dug in. You're never going to dig them out, ever. And I... And I, I try to use some humor in it. I said, oh, look, we just disagree. All right, no matter what you send me from some website that says if you get the Moderna vax, you're going to be a werewolf in two years, I'm not going to consider it because I think it's insane. I think that the best thing for the country is 100% of the people vaccinated based upon what I can see and the studies that I've read. I just read one this morning. Okay, now, if you don't trust the government, if you don't trust the medical authorities, I can't, there's no discussion then. And that's your perfect right if you're an anti-vaxxer. They can't force you to take that vax. And that would be terrible if they tried. And every time Biden tries any mandate, the courts block it. Because that's not constitutional. You have a right not to take the vax. But... If everyone in America were vaxxed, this COVID thing would be much less intense. Okay, so now we have the Omicron variant. Over Thanksgiving weekend, the press scared the hell out of everybody. Oh, South Africa, here it comes, this giant variant coming. Well, uh, now the story's changing a little bit. Here's our best friend, Dr. Anthony Fauci. It's too early to be able to determine the precise severity of disease, but inklings that we are getting, and we must remember these are still in the form of anecdotal, but hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll get a much clearer picture. But it appears that with the cases that are seen, we are not seeing a very severe profile of disease which means the dreaded Omnicon variant is like the flu. 
That's what it means. Now, you got to know it's Fauci. So maybe, could be, might. You know, the, guy, the guy's like Jello. You just can't. <laughs> but, you know, look, my advice to you, and I'm giving this as sincerely as I possible, protect yourself. So if you're not going to get the backs, just don't, don't get out into the stores. Or, you know, just protect yourself. If you go into a crowded place, I would wear a mask in a crowded place. I don't go to crowded places. Now, I will be this weekend with Donald Trump, but I'll be on a stage, okay, and the 10,000 people will be in the arena. But, you know, a lot of people. But I'm not going to, you know, mask up and do all that. But I got the booster on Monday. Um, But I'm telling you, protection is what this is all about for you and your family. Okay, so the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, do we have his picture? The Surgeon General, the only reason people know the Surgeon General is because he put, slapped the tag on cigarettes that they might kill you. So Vivek Murthy put out yesterday a public health advisory saying that children, teenagers, are being impacted by covid in the mental health area. And then he backed it up with stats. 25% of youth experiencing depressive symptoms. 20% anxiety symptoms. It's a lot. So these kids in the middle of the pandemic aren't able to process it very well. Um, Attempted suicides for adolescent girls up 51% year to year. I mean, that's a crisis. Interestingly enough, for boys, only 4% up, but girls, 51%. And so the Surgeon General says, this is all COVID. Okay, I just thought I'd report that. I think it's interesting. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. So an Axios-Ipsos poll, you know, we don't have any confidence in that poll at all. Um, But this is the only one we have in a question like this. So in light of the news about the new Omicron variant, how likely are you, if at all, to do each of the following? Wear a mask indoors at all time in public, 62%. It's a lot. Stop dining indoors at restaurants, 33%. Stop having gatherings with friends and family outside of your household, 28%. Self-quarantine, 28. Cancel holiday travel plans, 23. Stop going into your office or place of employment, 13. Okay, so, you know, people are scared. They don't want to get 
COVID. And then people said to me, um, well, what if you had it? You know, millions of Americans had COVID. And you have antibodies after you, but we, nobody knows how long they last. This is the chaos that we're looking at. Two, three years from now, we'll have studies on all of this. And we'll have a much more powerful vaccine, like the polio vaccine. That's under development now. And that should do it. But now, a lot of chaos. Okay. So I told you about this poll a couple of days ago. One half of young Americans, according uh, to uh, the Institute of Politics at the Kennedy School at Harvard, that's where I graduated from, um, one half of young adults say that the American democracy is in trouble or has failed. Wow. So half the younger people don't believe that we're a functioning democracy in a positive way. So I asked my staff, get me a younger guess, but first we have to research where he comes from. So our guest comes from Arizona State University. He is a grad student. And Arizona State University is way woke. I mean, they're whoa. They have 30 liberal student political organizations on campus. 30 ASU does. Six conservative. All right. In June 2020, student government at Arizona State sent a school-wide email encouraging everybody to back Black Lives Matter, the communist group. Okay, student government passed a resolution to defund the campus police. I mean, this is uh, Cornell stuff, Columbia stuff going on in Tempe, Arizona. So anyway, let's bring in Judah Waxelbaum. He is the uh, engagement chair for the Young Republicans National Federation. So let's get on to why your peers feel American democracy is failing? What's the big reason? Well, Bill, it's a bit multifaceted, but on our college campuses and in the 18 to 29 demographic, we've been hearing, you know, no justice, no peace for seemingly the majority of our lives. And let's be clear about what that kind of mantra means. It means no peace unless I get my desired outcome. We're aware of when there's instances like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, when state troopers are getting ready for the verdict. We have grown up in a culture where the outcome of a jury of someone's peers can determine whether or not a city burns. You know, I hear at Arizona State University, we've seen a United States Senator, Kirsten Cinema, chased into a restroom She's a professor at ASU for simply being further right on the political spectrum than socialism. All right, but there's got to be, I understand the incidents and the George Floyd and and Rittenhouse. I got it. But fundamentally, this country is set up so that we, the people, can make the decisions about who we give power to at the local, state, and federal level. Now, that is pretty vibrant if you follow politics at all, isn't it? Yeah, I I believe in our our institutions and our system of government, but we have a younger demographic 
that is regularly told that the system is failing them. The same Harvard poll that we're talking about showed that the majority of 18 to 29 year olds disapprove of Congress, regardless of their political affiliations. Well, I disapprove you know, of Congress, so I'm with you. But what I don't understand is this. I think it's Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what I think happened. OK, so Donald Trump comes out of nowhere as a populist candidate. He wins the presidency and then he has four years of controversy. And that's when you guys were, you know, 13, 14, 15, whatever, through that process. And because the press hammered the president every day, telling everybody how corrupt he was, how bad he was, Russia was doing it. It was all lies. But that's all you heard. Mm -hmm. And that's why now a poll like this says half say we don't even have a democracy anymore. I think it's media slash Trump driven. I completely agree, Bill. You know, I grew up through most of the Obama presidency and became a registered voter during the Trump administration. And our universities are encouraging a culture of if you're conservative, keep your head down and keep your mouth shut. If you're trying to succeed academically, socially, you know, being a conservative on a campus in this day and age makes you into a social pariah in a lot of situations. Well, there's no and, doubt about it. And Arizona State University is a working class school. I mean, it's designed to give an education to, you know, kids that can't go to Princeton or whatever it may be. And it's turned so dramatically left. Who's driving that? Is that the faculty driving it or the idiot students? Who's driving that to the left? In terms of students, Bill, we're talking about a mob of dozens, not hundreds. This wouldn't be possible without faculty support. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, because most kids, they don't care about politics anyway. They just go with the wind, whatever is trendy. Final question for you. Um, you know, you guys in the future. Obviously. You know, you're getting a master's degree in public policy. You may go into politics, but whatever you do, I'm sure you're going to have you know, some influence on Arizona, wherever you decide to live. What I see is, is a younger generation that's not very well educated, that doesn't know what happened in the past, all right, and that gets locked in to certain points of view, both on the left and the right, that are unsustainable. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, if you think Black Lives Matter, Global Foundation, is a worthy enterprise, you're out of your blanket mind. They're communist totalitarians. But if you were to go and say that on Arizona State campus, as you said, you'd be ostracized, correct? Completely. And our educational institutions are failing this country. You know, we've gone from teaching people how to think to teaching them what to think. And the results are coming to roost. All right. Um, it's, I, I don't know how to correct it. I think the public school system has just absolutely evaporated. Um, and, and unless you read and really take an interest, you just don't know about your country. It's a complicated process here. Anyway, we want you to uh, have a great uh, holiday season, Judah. Thanks for helping us out. You as well, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Okay. So here's an interesting story. Um, last night, about 11 p.m., uh, some homeless guy went up to Fox News Studios in New York City 
and lit the Christmas tree on fire. Okay, I mean, this is what New York City has come to. So this is Sixth Avenue right across from Rockefeller Center. And some loon who's caused trouble in the past lights the Christmas tree on fire, causing about a half million dollars in damage. Now you say, well, how Christmas tree? It had lights. It had, you know, it was a big deal. So he's arrested this guy. His name is Craig Tamaha, 49 years old. Cops know him, always causing trouble. There's Craig. Okay. They bring him in and they're still holding him as we speak, but they have to let him go. So I wonder if they're going to give him back his lighter. So this is New York City now. So you can go in and vandalize a half million dollar property. They can't hold you. And this, they know this guy's going to be doing other stuff. That is called anarchy. The criminal justice system here in New York City, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, Minneapolis, collapsed. So I'm trying to figure out now if there's any solution to this. Because in certain places like San Francisco and New York City, people are not going to vote for conservatives. They would rather see their city destroyed than do that. I know it's impossible to believe, but it's true. Look at Portland, Oregon. That city is destroyed. Yet there isn't any conservative in any office of note. No law and order people. None. So anyway, that's what happened to the Fox News Christmas tree. Okay, Trump tour update. So this has been taking up a lot of my time, as you can well imagine, because not only am I the journalist here eliciting information from the 45th president, but it's my production company that puts the show on. So what we're going to do um, is on Saturday, the show's at 3 p.m. at the FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida. That's Fort Lauderdale, where the Panther hockey team plays. We're going to start to tweet at Bill O'Reilly. Okay, that's the tweet. And we're going to show you kind of how this thing unfolds. You know, four cameras there. Um, you'll see the crowd. Um, you'll see, you know, the security is fabulous. And, you know, thank you, Florida. We're not going to have any problems. But you're going to see, you know, people interacting. And then um, I will tweet after the show about my impressions, things like that. So on Saturday, you're going to get a steady stream of eyewitness accounts of what we're doing. All right? Because this is a historical tour. Never happened before. I look back, never happened. You get sitting president, four years, just history. Then um, we'll go to Orlando the next day. Okay? And it's going to be a different show because what President Trump says, I'll be able to incorporate in other questioning. I was going to open in Fort Lauderdale with COVID vax because he had COVID and how he got the vax up and running. But now I shifted to Putin because Putin is saber rattling. Okay. And Trump knows Putin pretty well, but I'll still do the vax. We'll get that. All right. We're going to do the border. 
the border wall. I mean, if you can get to this show, it's worth it. No matter what you have to pay, no matter what your time is, it's worth it. Because no one's going to see the show except the people in the arena. But on Monday, I'm carving out a couple of things because I like you. Excuse me. For uh, concierge and uh, premium members on BillOReilly.com, and that's the best deal in the world, I'm going to have a special portal in BillOReilly.com where you'll be able to see a little bit of the show. When I say a little bit, five, six, seven minutes, it's going to be two hours of, of Donald Trump and me on stage. And you'll, we'll carve out, but no one else will get to see it but you. And then on the No Spin News on Monday, depending on what he says that makes news, and I'm sure he's going to say stuff that makes news, we'll run those clips for everybody. Okay? So that's the breakdown. Now, I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. It's the hardest assignment I've ever had as a journalist in my entire life. Because you have a finite amount of time. You've got a lot of different subjects. I have now an outline of what I'm going to do, at least on Saturday. As I said, the Orlando show will change. Okay, but I've got to get in and be very precise. And the other thing is, the show is not about me. And usually when I broadcast, it's all about me. So this is different. This show is about the country. It's not really even about Donald Trump. It's about what he did, what he succeeded in doing, and what he couldn't get done. And why? And then, in a stroke of genius, I think, I have 10 names. Pelosi, Schumer, Mitch McConnell. I'm going to ask him to assess each individual based upon his experience as president. And that will be the last question before we take an intermission. Then we come back and the audience gets Q&A. On cards, I'll ask uh, President Trump um, what you would like to know. So I'm really looking forward to it, but it's a tough one. I got to control this whole thing from soup to nuts. Okay? Everything's got to run. I mean, it's got a Secret Service uh, update today. I got to be there at a certain time. I have to do this, you know. I'm lucky they don't tell me what kind of tie I have, but you have to do it. But in the end, it's going to be worth it. All right. Now, on Monday, we we'll spent a lot of time on this, on the no spin news. This day in history, December 8th, 1969, President Nixon announces the Vietnam War will end. All right. 52 years ago, uh, Nixon told the country that he had a framework of a deal with the North Vietnamese to stop the combat. But the actual war did not end until four and a half years later when Saigon fell to the communists. So here's what happened. 60,000, and there were really more than that, Americans died in Vietnam. So that doesn't even count the Agent Orange, the post-traumatic stress, the drug addicts. This was a disaster. This theater of war was a disaster. And it wasn't the American military machine that was at fault. It were the politicians. If you imagine 
the North Vietnamese were using countries like Laos and Cambodia to infiltrate and supply their soldiers to attack Americans and South Vietnamese, and we couldn't go into those countries? Come on, you don't fight a war like that. That's just one. I could give you a thousand. And you Vietnam vets out there, I respect you so much because I know what you had to deal with because my cousin was a war hero, a Vietnam war hero. And he, I debriefed him like crazy. I've been to Vietnam. I traced it all. Coochie Tunnels, Saigon, you know, I was very interested in the topic. But anyway, so Nixon knew that he had to stop this because the country is being just divided. You think it's bad now. It was almost worse back in 69. So he had to say, look, we're going to get out. The problem was that when they signed the treaty, the communists violated it almost immediately, just like Iran. Whatever treaty you sign with Iran, they're going to violate it. They're not going to do it. Because the communists in Hanoi knew once the Americans were out, they weren't coming back. And it's exactly what happened. And today, South Vietnam is in South Vietnam. It's one country, all communist. So the communists won. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. We got a good mail segment and a final thought about Christmas. It's coming. And uh, I have some information that will help you, I think. All of that in a moment. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
Okay, let's go to the mail. Bobby on the message board. Now, the message board, BillOReilly.com. You guys talk amongst yourselves. You post stuff. It's a lot of fun. Bill, I wish the Pope would support the spread of capitalism. If China is any indicator, it is capitalism that will bring people out of poverty, not socialism. Pope's not going to get involved with any kind of isms. They're not going to get involved with politics. This won't. Ralph, concierge member. Thank you, Ralph. Pope Francis is a representative of Christ on earth. He has a duty to highlight the wrongs of our society, but it is then up to us, individual members of that society, to do something about it. I try to do my part as Pope Francis tries to do his. I think that's a very good note. I said I think Pope Francis is a good man, um, but there are things that he will not deal with that, you know, I don't know. It's, I hate to just infuse religion with politics. I, 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 Hugh Novak, Charter Township, Michigan. Pope Francis has no realization of concern for the consequences of illegal immigration. He has never had to earn a living or defend a nation. That's not true. So Pope Francis was uh, one of the targets of the Argentine junta. All right. I was down there when they were fighting the Falkland War. Francis, he was under a lot of pressure because he didn't like the dictatorship and he didn't like how they were treating the people. So I don't be I don't know about the consequences of illegal immigration. He never deals with that. Um, But you got to be fair. John Lurch, Port Republic, Maryland. I'm surprised to hear you say, O'Reilly, you would support some sort of family leave based on the details of its cost. My problem is, with so much of the progressive agenda, I cannot find anywhere in the Constitution that authorizes Congress to enact such legislation. It isn't. Congress passes laws, but every law isn't defined in the Constitution. So once Franklin Delano Roosevelt provided the safety nets in the 1930s during the Great Depression so people wouldn't die from hunger, Safety nets have been part of our government. This is a safety net. Family leave. Now, I don't want excessive family leave, but if you were a poor mother, all right, and the father skips out, how many times does that happen? You're going to need some help. That's a safety net. I mean, the dad leave... You know, maybe two weeks. I, I don't know. I'll ask Buddha Judge about it. Adam Sherman, High Ridge, Missouri. Um, how is it that there have been more COVID deaths since Biden took office than when Trump was president? Yet the number of people vaccinated under Biden has to dwarf the number of those vaccinated under Trump. Not really. Because what happened was the vaccination process was a long one. And now, still, we're about 70% at the USA. That means 30% are unvaxxed. That's a load of folks. But it's interesting that Biden has had more COVID deaths than Trump. That's fascinating. Dory Trumbo, Norris, South Dakota. Bill, I'm confused right now. What was woke about the commercial you showed yesterday? It's about a daddy, a mommy, two kids, a puppy, and Cheerios. Um... Daddy was African-American. Mommy was white. Okay. 
The Cheerios were the same, but I didn't even know they were the Cheerios because they weren't even talking about Cheerios. So five years ago, I don't think you would have seen an interracial couple in a Cheerios ad. Kellogg's, right? Is that Kellogg's? I think so. This is woke. Now, I'm not saying it's bad. In fact, I said it didn't bother me. I'm just saying it's there. Gail, most commercials are infused with a progressive message that overrides the product or service. I agree. I, I don't know what these people are talking about. I know the Geico lizard. I got him. Um, but Sarah, what are they selling? Uh, Tom Rossi, Calverton, New York, out on Long Island. Bill, just wanted to let you know every time I wear uh, the American Patriot hat, I get compliments from every gender and age group. The American Patriot hat has been supplanted, though, by the Stand Up For Your Country hat. But I, I love the American Patriot hat. I'm glad you have it. Uh, but the Stand Up For Your Country hat and all our gear, we have aprons and for cooking, obviously, and uh, signs and mugs. and You know, it's big. Send a message. And it's not political. Um, but, 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 uh, okay. So if you buy premium membership gift certificates or concierge member gift certificates, you get the O'Reilly Christmas gift bundle free. Look at it. Christmas ornaments, regret your 2020 vote yet, killing the mob or any of my other killing books. If you have the mob, we'll give you whatever you want. Free. That's all free. And our, it's working because our premium members and concierge members are whoop, like this. Greatest gift. You give the uh, membership and you get all that other stuff. And you can either give it away or keep it. Come on, I can't do any better. I can't do any better than this. Word of the day, a new one. A new one. Fukir. I didn't even know this. I just found this word. Do not be Fakir, I guess it's Fakir. Fakir. F-A-K-I-R. Sounds like a dirty word. But don't be Fakir. <laughs> Back at the final thought in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's the final thought of the day. Christmas is zipping up 17 days away. Um, Everybody's busy, but here's what I did last night, okay? Because I'm a Christmas kind of guy, a jolly old elf. 
all right? Accent on the old. So I made my gift list, and I try to be creative, but most people want gift cards. That's what they want. Okay, makes it easy on me, but I try to, you know, well, this person, they might like that. That's all right. Then I made my card list. I actually send Christmas cards. That's dying out, but I like to do it. Then I made my uh, midnight mass accommodation at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Because you got to book that. All right. So I'll be there. My parents were married at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Then I made my food menu for Christmas week. Okay. So I said, well, on, on Christmas Day, we're going to have some ham and, you know, because you want to stock it with all this crazy supply chain stuff and all of that. And finally, I wrote in nap times <laughs> for each day, you know. Uh, a little nap here, a little nap there. But the point of it, you'll get overwhelmed unless you write it down. Got to write it down. Now, you're always going to forget stuff, but if you have a master schedule, your holiday will be so much better. That is the final thought. Off tomorrow. Saturday, big action with the Trump show. Tweets, and we'll have videos on BillOReilly.com. We'll have everything. Monday, huge show. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.